and whenever I set up a, any call, I always start it with the camera off. He always starts it with the cameras on. <laughs> was like, like me. I'm in my husband's onesie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Ali Godding of AliGodding.com. As you may know, Joe works within the core team at the not-for-profit Engage for Success movement and she first met Ali when she started by volunteering with that team. Ali was responsible for social media and Joe offered to help her to get that going when Engage for Success went live in November 2012. Ali, in the meantime, left the team and then came back in her new guise. Ali Godding is fiercely committed to guiding professionals ready to step up in their career to achieve the impact and income they desire so they can have the satisfaction of realising their full potential and being rewarded accordingly. She is founder and creator of The Career Leap, a programme designed to help you accelerate your career without sacrificing what matters most. She volunteers as the Career Development Director at Engage for Success and is also their chair for the Engage for career success through our thought and action group. If you're looking for a proven professional who can guide you to addressing barriers to you ascending, adapting or accomplishing in your career, you've come to the right place. With 20 years of working in human development and with clients with similar worries and concerns and guiding them to achieve remarkable success, her mission and commitment is is to elevate and empower heart-centred, career-oriented professionals into positions of influence and power. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Ali Godding of yourcareeraccelerationplan.com. Hello, Ali. Great to have you with me. Hello. Lovely to be here. Yeah, and we actually, um, we've known each other a few years, and actually we started a radio show together a number of years ago, didn't we? <laughs> We did, we did. Oh my goodness, yes, the Engage for Success um, podcast. Exactly. Uh, with our companion, uh, John Ingham, wasn't it? That's Fabulous. right. And we were live, so none of this recording and editing lark. So it was all a bit daunting. And people could ring in as well, which made it even more scary. We don't let them I do know, that anymore. What were we thinking? <laughs> what were we thinking? Now we can edit out the bad bits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So tell us a bit more about you, what you do, and where you do it. That's my blind date bit. So, well, thinking about dates, I'm a wife to my soulmate Vic, I am a daughter to my elderly parents, I have a sister, three sisters, three, yeah, yeah, three sisters, I'm an aunt, (laughs) three boys, two girls, I'm a friend, I'm I'm also a patient, I've got a serious long-term health condition, um, and that's obviously influenced how I've chosen to live my life, Um, and for the purposes of this podcast, of course, I am a business owner. Um, I struggle with the term entrepreneur. I hope to be one one day, but I don't really consider myself there yet. Um, but I do have 
uh, a kind of strong vision for my business that eventually I would like to have several transformational brands within my portfolio. Um, up until about September last year, I was operating in a much more kind of traditional um, model, face-to-face, -face, delivering a program that someone else had created and that I'd become accredited to deliver. And after my first year in business, I decided I was ready to create my own signature program. But also, most importantly, I wanted it to be based on an online model, so both for the marketing and delivery. So that's what I've done. So um, I recently launched a series of free live webinars entitled Your Career Acceleration Plan.com, or rather Your Career Acceleration Plan even. Mm -hmm. And it's there that I share three steps to accelerate your career without burning out, selling out, or sucking up, even when the gender odds are stacked against you. So I use this as a kind of marketing piece, of course, but also it's a way of filtering through to the people that I really love to work with and who really want and need what I have to have to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I've just looked up entrepreneur in Google and it says a person who sets up a business or businesses taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. So I think we can say that we're both entrepreneurs, whether whether <laughs> whether we think we yeah. are or not. <laughs> When it comes to the risk, yes, I would say absolutely. <laughs> and we're hoping for profit. So, yeah, there you go. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely. Well, maybe I am. I always think, when I think of entrepreneur, I think uh, Richard Branson. Yes. And yeah. people of his ilk. And I kind of, well, it's interesting, actually, you say it, because I kind of have it up there as this maybe even unattainable thing, um, which I don't necessarily feel worthy of yet. That's really getting deep early on aren't yeah, we? <laughs> we are aren't we yeah but I think also I think when like us you come from corporate at some stage mm. um I think mm -hmm. that's part of it as well that it's such a transition it's such a different way of being that you sort of imagine that that's for you know that that's other people as you say people like Richard Branson and 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 that we're some other nondescript bit in the middle but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I can absolutely relate. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, officially, according to uh, Google, uh, we are entrepreneurs. Well, <laughs> so, I like that. I like that. I'm going to claim that. I'm yeah. an entrepreneur. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, and where do you do it? So, you, you're online now, and you're very uh, specifically online, you've just, you've just told us. So, presumably, yeah. you're working uh, from home? Yes, yeah. yeah, I work from my home office and I, um, as I said, I do kind of my marketing online, which includes, um, you know, webinars and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn advertising. Um, and I also do the delivery of my programs online. I do um, group programs. I deliver one-to-one uh, -one coaching, but all through um, the platform. One of the platforms I use is Zoom. One of them is GoToWebinar. It just depends on what I'm trying to achieve with that particular Mm -hmm. um, program, how you know whether it's going to be recorded and shared with them later, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, all online from my home office, which is in just uh, in between Great Missenden and Wendover, a little tiny little kind of village in between yeah. there. Lovely. So Very pleasant. <laughs> so you have a specific office. Do you purely work in your office, or do you have uh, different spots around the house for different tasks? No, <laughs> I just work in my office. It's almost like when I close the door at night, that's it. And I think for me, that's probably the only way I could do it, because I am probably like many other professionals and, and, and entrepreneurs as well. I'm a I'm virgin a workaholic. I mm -hmm. will work 
every hour if I can, <laughs> which is a bit bizarre. <laughs> My husband doesn't like it. So we have a deal, which is I can work as long as I want, as long as it's in the office, ah. but don't take it downstairs because that's our space. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Let's do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So there's a sort of uh, a spatial demarcation. So uh, you know yeah, what you're doing. Well. Yeah. Okay, cool. So talk about um, how the day runs then. Do you um, do you go to your office at a certain time? <laughs> I, well, yeah, it's interesting, actually. I have kind of two morning routines. That I kind of ebb and flow between and it kind of depends on how I'm feeling. So without uh, without exception, my day always starts with giving my dog a good cuddle. He gets a massage, he gets an ear scratch. <laughs> and then I go down, you know, I let him out for his way, I make breakfast for me and my hubby, I bring it out. He gets breakfast in bed like every morning. Wow. Um, I do the opening of the house, he does the closing of the house at night because I'm an early bird, He's a he, he can stay up late so I can't I have to go to bed like early. Um, but anyway, so then I either go, if I'm feeling great, so, I, yeah, if I'm feeling great, I typically go straight to my desk. Might not even shower. Sounds grim, but I'll just get cracking. Won't stop till lunch. Then I'll have my shower, get freshened up, and, you know, continue my day. Don't worry. I, if, I was wearing my pyjamas till about 1 o'clock today, so I know. Yeah, I yeah. know what you do. <laughs> Isn't it a joy? Isn't it, it is, a joy? It is. <laughs> In fact, actually, I had um, I had a call with um, I work with this guy in the US who supports me on my digital stuff, and um, we have lots of Zoom calls, um, video calls, and whenever I set up a, any call, I always start it with the camera off. He always starts it with the cameras on. <laughs> and I was like, like me. I'm in my husband's onesie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah. That's a bit but um, yes. yeah, uh, it's it's one of the joys. It's one of the joys. Uh, so I do often work um, in my pajamas till lunchtime. Um, but but it's because I I just kind of I'm full of ideas in the morning, and I just want to get in and start doing stuff. Um, however, if I'm not in such a good place, if I'm feeling um, like I haven't got as much energy as I need, if I feel a bit depleted, mm-hmm. then t- that's what I need more nurturing so I typically go into a rhythm of um, go, I've got what I call a relaxed room at home and I go into that room and I make sure that I meditate perhaps do a little bit of yoga then I shower then I start getting to work so it kind of depends what zone I mean if I when I do that for long enough I can then go for a period quite a long period of not needing to do that and having all the energy I need so it kind of ebbs and flows uh, when I need more nurturing, I take that time, and when I don't, I know when I've just got the energy, I just want to plough on, then, then that's what I do. And is this related to your illness, or do you think you would have done that anyway? Um, yes, it is definitely related to my illness in the fact that I have to I have to be really careful um, about my energy, but I notice when I look back over time, I think I've always done this, I'm a kind of all-or-nothing kind of person. Mm-hmm. I can either go... 100 mile an hour and you know be absolutely on the ball or I need to sleep <laughs> for long periods of time <laughs> so yeah um I'm a, yeah I think it's nat- it's part of my natural cycles um and I think having having been ill that has uh well, it's not exacerbated not quite right the word but it's highlighted that cycle even more Mm-hmm. So, so you talk about your 
mornings sort of varying depending on how you're feeling and you flex to that what about at the end of the day it sounds like you shut your door that's possibly one of your routines is it <laughs> yeah shut the office door <laughs> yeah no, I, do. I, I, I normally stop work somewhere between five and six apart from on a Wednesday I'm I'm a part of a, uh, of a few different mastermind groups one of them is run from America so the time slot for that doesn't finish till 9 p.m. but normally I'm finishing between five and six mm-hmm and at the moment, it's it's kind of winter time, and I go downstairs where hubby has prepared the fire. I've got like an open fire, and I just love it. It gets me all toasty, and usually because I've got the breakfast <laughs> and in bed, <laughs> he usually prepares the dinner. Sometimes I do, but mostly he he does at the moment. And then we watch whatever mini series. Normally, um, we've just finished the OA, which I thought was phenomenal. Or we watch a documentary, um, history or science, or maybe a comedy like Parks and Recreation. Um, or we go to the pub, we go for a meal, you know, something together, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most nights, we finish the day by talking about our three highlights of the day. So we almost always have a little, you know, sort of your three things. And then we just share about that. And then we go yeah. to sleep listening to a meditation normally. Um, either we, I do a lot of Andrew Johnson. Um, and there's various other ones that we use as well. Yeah, that sounds very calming at the end of the day. And how do you uh, how do you do that then if uh, if you've got um, different body clocks? <laughs> My husband's normally in bed snoring by the time I go to bed. <laughs> oh, oh, he's not that. Yeah, he's not that much of a late He's more. He's, I mean, no, it's interesting that you said that because yeah, he he finishes up the house as it were. Yeah. So I will often go to bed early than him. I'll get ready for bed. I'll go into bed. I'll read maybe. Yeah. While he's pottering downstairs, mm-hmm. takes the dog out for his last wee or whatever you know that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then then he comes up. So we actually probably do go to bed a good at least half an hour to an hour right separate times but i'm just relaxing in bed as opposed to actually sleeping <laughs> yeah 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 no, that's good cool excellent so um talk about the middle bit of the day then how, how do you make sure you get done what you need to get done it sounds like quite a, a structured beginning and, and end to the day which um which gives me the idea that you actually do get things done that you want to get done <laughs> is that true <laughs> <laughs> mostly it, I mean I am so easily distracted so that but, but I know that I know it <laughs> I've learned that my, about myself over the years so I have to be I have to be that structured and focused to protect myself from my ability or rather my you know the, the shiny object syndrome yeah. they call it don't they you know yeah. where I'm distracted by something but I I um I seek to harness that side of me rather than try and squash it I speak I seek to kind of allow that expression but in the context of what I'm doing now so I have a very clear set of priorities of what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. uh, so for example most recently um, delivering those live webinars um, very very focused on that um, if I it, a trick that one of my um, coaches taught me in the past was when I have something that I think well that looks exciting maybe I should do that right now maybe I should change what I'm doing and start that <laughs> which is so easy yeah. so so easy for me to do um, I don't say no to it but I just put it in a file that says bright shiny objects file <laughs> and so I just you know, yeah I copy and paste put it in there so I don't lose it I'm not saying I don't want to do it at some point I'm just saying I'm not going to do it right now mm-hmm. and then I am able to crack on yeah. Um, yeah I do have some really useful um uh what do you call them uh, kind of aids so um there's you know these pretty but also very functional um 
task list, you know, to-do lists, things, a, a, a specific goals diary planner that I use. Leonie Dawson, I don't know if you know her. Yes, you know any yes, of her stuff? yeah, she's the one that does all the nice, bright, uh, cartoony sort of uh, marketing for, for it. Yeah, yes. I just love the kind of look and feel of them, but they're also very practical, so it's like a task task kind of thing for the day. I literally write down, you know, these are my to-dos for today. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the diary, I have a wall planner. So I kind of use all that stuff, but I, I find it useful because it is functional as well as looking pretty. So it's kind of got the, the both yes. angles to it that I find actually makes me use it yes. as opposed to... I have got another app... Um, What's he called? Brian Tracy. He's got a, an app called Goals Wizard, which I do use, but I find myself forgetting about it sometimes in a way that I don't with the with the Leone, Leone yeah. Dawson stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are, are, are talking. I always sort of think with modern technology that people are going to be talking about you know technology when we have these sorts of discussions, but it, it's so often it's it's paper. And it's, in, mm. and it's nice things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does make such a difference, isn't it, in, ter in terms of how easily it sticks in your memory, mm. how easy it is to access it. Because so, you know, you, you'll probably know this as well, you'll probably be the same as me, I would have thought, but, you know, if I get a thought in the middle of the night or as I'm going to sleep, mm -hmm. I don't want to open up an app and start putting stuff in it because yeah. I don't want to get that blue light in my face, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I lean over and write a few notes on my pad you know yes. so it's yeah 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 interesting lovely so um what about term tools and apps though so we, we've we've said uh these lovely planners that we'll put a link to in the show notes um but what about things that you use to to get stuff done or, or just tools and apps that you that you'd recommend because they work for you in your business or even in your life well, I would say in my life, definitely, there are two that I would absolutely recommend. Anything by Andrew Johnson. He is he does lots of meditations, and they're really well done. He's got a lovely, soothing Scottish accent, actually, um, mm -hmm. and just very well done. Yeah. And he's got different ones for po any possible situation you could possibly need. <laughs> um, and also, there is one called Buddhify, which is also some lovely meditations. So I tend to use them. Um the Leonie Dawson stuff, and I don't think there's any other apps. I also use this app called um, High Future Self. Oh. And I use that to send myself and actually my husband <laughs> uh, messages <laughs> about things to do. So, but, so what if I, you know, if I'm thinking about something, oh gosh, you know, I'm going to forget to do this unless I, and I just send myself, and it basically allows you to send your self a text at a very specific time in the future mm. so it's likely it's basically like your future self saying thanks i knew i needed to do that yeah um so yeah i found that quite useful oh i quite like that especially the sending the husband thing yeah. <laughs> I, I often ask for things to be done and they don't get done and they get really frustrated about why they're still on my to-do list and they're not actually happening and they should be on his to-do list that doesn't actually exist so maybe i need a future self text to appear just at the right moment yeah and, and I send one to my husband every week saying, put the bins out, you sexy beast. <laughs> and we just make it a bit playful as well. And then it's kind of less like a waggy, waggy finger at him. But I kind of am still. <laughs> Lovely. Excellent. Thank you. So um, moving on to talking about, a bit more about relaxation. You've talked about 
meditation and you talked about uh, a few apps including Buddhify um, which has been recommended by someone else only recently and I can't remember who that oh. was but uh, so you so clearly you do the meditation piece and 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 thinking about just sort of keeping healthy generally generally because we've talked about mm-hmm. sort of the illness thing as well so tell us more about the other sorts of things you do you have your your calm space yeah, so I've got my lovely, lovely relaxed room. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my meditation. Obviously, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and make sure that I have a real balance between um, exercise, sleep, um, good good nutrition, good food. Um, so obviously, I think that's a good question, especially for someone like me who's living with a long-term illness. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently overweight, and I was unable for quite a period to exercise but my digestive system was working and functioning and absorbing all the nutrients and probably not so nutrients and nutrients foods I was putting in. And so I enjoy juicing, which is the kind of opposite of that. I kind of said earlier, I'm a woman of extremes, as my old flatmate used to call me. And <laughs> I will kind of do juicing for like a week, two weeks, and then I'll kind of eat relatively relaxed and then I'll do more juicing. And that I have found is the best way for me to healthily lose weight whilst not, um, you know, whilst maintaining balance, if that makes sense. So not feeling you're depriving yourself because if, even if you are, it's only for a, a short period sort of thing. Short period, yeah. 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 Mm. And I, ca- I can't do the usual kind of cardio. I love doing strength work and weights and I can do that without any problems. I love doing kundalini yoga. I'm exploring a bit of qigong at the moment as well, actually. Um, and what's that? Tell us more. Chagung is like um, I don't know what the official definition is, but I'm. It, it's kind I'd of working. It, spell with, it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's spelled C H I G U N G. I think. Oh. But actually, the variety I do is called Chigongo, which is by a guy called um, Barefoot Doctor. All oh, right. That's yes. Kind of. Yeah. It goes by. I don't know. I can't, Stephen, I think, is his, his real name. Uh, phenomenal guy, phenomenal, and it's kind of a cross between gentle exercise and energy work, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very gentle, so I know I can do it. But it is something I'm just very early days on. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be really good for your energy, energy levels, and healing, yeah. and as well. So I have googled it. It says it's a holistic system of coordinated body posture and movement, breathing and meditation, used for health, spirituality, and martial arts training. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. And yeah. do you do that in a class or through videos? Or? No, I signed up. Yeah, I signed up to his Chigongo, which is a video uh, okay. training from him. Mm-hmm. I found one of the lessons I think I've gathered over the last, certainly the last year, has been about being really, really careful of who I allow to teach me. I think when I first started on this journey of being self employed, I made some mistakes around who I allowed to teach me, which mm-hmm. uh, wasn't great. So that's one of the things I'm really, really careful of now. So rather than just find my local, whoever the one is nearest to me to teach me, I specifically, I've done a lot of um, the Barefoot Doctor stuff, and I think he's phenomenal. It's been really powerful in my life. And I think, um, well, I just decided that I knew I would want to work with him as opposed to just whoever happens to be nearest to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting that, as you say, you start to sort of uh, be more discerning. Um, and also, I suppose that there's so much opportunity with online options now that uh, in the past we were just relying on who was local and, and word of mouth in that way. But now that, that you know, the world's our oyster, I suppose. Mm, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it really is. Our, it, it is something that we can do these days that probably 
10 years ago we couldn't have done in the same way no no exactly so you talk about learning from people what what sort of things do Mm. you do to learn and improve and I know it's something you do a lot of ever since I've uh, known you (laughs) and obviously your life's changed a lot in the last few years as well so uh, so tell us more about what sort of things you're doing you're right I am an absolute I love learning I'm an absolute geek um, I think it's because when I grew up, I had three sisters, right? So getting any one-to-one attention from our folks was rare. <laughs> so when we did, whenever we did, it was always in a learning environment. So they'd spend time one-to-one doing, say, for example, I'd be doing chemistry experiments with my dad or my mum would do like Montessori-style activities with me. So I just, I think innately I grew up with it being central to my value, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, my biggest strength um, is my curiosity, although it's also my biggest downfall. I think that's the root of my easily distracted um, part of me as well. Yeah. Obviously, together we've been both active members of the Engage for Success movement, which is how we met, obviously. Yeah. And um, I'm sure you probably mention it on your shows already, but listeners can find out more at engageforsuccess.org. It's a fabulous <laughs> little plug there it is a fabulous community to um, not only build relationships with other like-minded people but also to learn from them I mean I've learned a phenomenal amount from um, David and Anita who lead the the movement and Kathy as well but not just about uh, employee engagement I think one of the most powerful things I've learned is about stakeholder engagement more widely yes and they've just done some phenomenal things they've they've galvanized just the uh, most diverse group of people and been able to energize them in a way that produces some pretty fantastic phenomenal results yeah and being a part of that um observing that absorbing that i think that's probably been one of my biggest over the last you know Probably. I mean, I first started, what would you call it, stalking David? <laughs> uh, when they, he, they first started with the uh, employee engagement, um, engaging for success report. So I think, and I think that was about eight years ago. Yeah. But throughout that period, that's kind of, I've always made, I mean, before then, I had my first coach when I was 23. I've always made sure I've had mentors, both internally and externally. Mm-hmm. Um and having sponsors in place um, who are kind of what I describe as like career angels, um, as well as a diverse network of friends, contacts, people that I just like to be around and learn from. So, Yes. What was that phrase you just used about angels? I've just forgotten it already. Yeah, sponsors are kind of like, I would describe them as like career angels. Career angels. They, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost like, you know, I, I mean, I could be completely wrong, <laughs> but I have this sense that, for example, David and Anita will will have a, not explicit, but they're just willing me on. They want me to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I don't have, I've never said, will you be my sponsor? It's kind of not like that. It's more developing that relationship o- over time. Yeah. Offering to support thing that, you know, them in their endeavours and what they find important, like Engage for Success, because it's a, a mutually... Uh, you know, I believe the same things that they believe in what they're trying to achieve with that. So it's a natural fit. Mm-hmm. And then as and when, if I want, you know, I would rarely give them a call because I know how busy they are. But I know that if I needed to, I could. Um, and I just have this sense that, you know, 
they are, um, yeah, I just suppose uh, the only way I can describe it is a little career angel that they're, you know, willing me on and, and you know, um, yeah. I don't know what the word is, but, you know, that they are there kind of in the background being very um, supportive. Yeah. And, yeah, so I think that's, yeah. And I, I think, I mean, knowing you and seeing how things have changed for you over the last, I mean, I, I've known you since 2012. So I think it's that openness to learning and learning from people and and, and that curiosity that you talked about. I think that makes a big difference for, for people, isn't it? Doesn't it? To, to be open to seeing the world around you and what's happening around you and potentially changing you and what you do as a result of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think you can tell when somebody's curious because they'll follow they'll follow through information in a way that um, other people don't. So I've never thought anything of this, but for example, whenever I see a headline, I can't help but my husband and I we call it worming, like going down a wormhole, as in yeah. like you know the universe has wormholes connecting different bits of the universe together. Um, <laughs> It's a bit like going down a wormhole and I can't help but go to the next article, go to the source article, go to the source of that article. You know, it's just innate. That's what I find interesting. Yeah. And um, I'm always surprised when I hear people aren't doing that. And I'm like, wow, that, isn't that just normality? You know, and actually, I think it's not. So that's it, yes. it was only really the last couple of years that I realized that what I was doing wasn't just the norm, if you know what I mean. And it's mm. not to say it's better or worse. It's just to say yes. that. Yeah. You know, if you're genuinely curious, you can't help that, if that makes sense. Although yeah. it can be a real distraction, of course. Absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely. But it is, it is, it's our age, isn't it? As in era, eon or whatever, not not the fact that we're whatever age we are. Um, you know, that, that we can do that and, and, you know, really easily. I mean, I, you know, had it been 20, 30 years ago and I was interested in things like the definition of entrepreneur, I wouldn't have traipsed off down the library to get a book out and, and look at it. But I'm, you know, forever Googling stuff to find out how to do something and the amount of people who ask you something ask you how to do something or if you know something um and and <laughs> the first thing I do is get my phone out and google it and I'm thinking well why yeah. are they not doing that why are they asking me <laughs> when they yeah. could have done the same thing <laughs> and uh, but as you say I don't think I think it is a, an outlook isn't it and and people yeah. have I mean I wouldn't do so much digging behind you know, stories as you're doing, I do do some, but, um, but, you know, in a similar way, I do Google stuff, I do look online for stuff to find out the answers to things and, and, and so on in a way that some people don't. Well, to be, to be honest, it is slightly distracting when I'm watching telly and I want to find out how old the actresses are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it can well, be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it can be helpful. I was saying yeah. that in when I did my Engage Success talks that I um I googled Katie Derham when she was on Strictly and found out that she was married to the, one of the founders of Leon and he is really good at employee engagement stuff. So I was desperate to interview him. It hasn't happened yet, but I, he's on my radar now. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> so there is. <laughs> so there's sometimes there's, there's an advantage for idle gossiping and googling type stuff. But uh, there we go. So the other um, thing, yes, I was just saying, yeah, the other thing I do to learn and improve myself is invest in myself. I mean, I have spent, I, I totted it up because I, I was doing it for a, another reason. Mm -hmm. And I probably spent well over £100,000 on my development in terms of coach, hiring coaches, taking certifications, um, doing 
uh, coaching programs, you know, all, all of that combined is mm-hmm. well over 100 grand over the course of 15 year profession. Yeah. Um, and I've chosen recently, um, not that long ago, we were moving house and all sorts of things going on, and I chose to sell my car. Um, I've got another car, it's a very small little micro thing, but I've very de- deliberately chosen to have a to, to not invest in that, something which is going to depreciate, it's sitting on my driveway, do you know what I mean, it's going to depreciate, it's not actually an asset, mm-hmm. and I chose to invest a very large sum of money, but required in my view, to be able to learn this model that I've learned to implement my mm-hmm. online business, mm-hmm. and it's just, I suppose, yeah, being willing to invest in yourself, I guess, is a really big part of that yeah. ongoing learning and improving. I think. Yeah, yeah, and also um, doing that uh, intentionally, and you know, with the full sort of um, effort, as in, you know, how many times have we invested in things and then not done those things? I, one of the things I'm going through at the moment is is a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a buzzword, isn't it? The um, minimalization thing but I'm going through stuff in my office and my house and trying to sort of sort stuff out and work out what I've got and what I haven't got and I'm just gobsmacked at the amount of things that I've got that I could be doing or using that I'd forgotten I've got I've got because I've just got so much other things you know in in business you just invest in things you have tools and apps and things and then you forget that they exist and then you think oh oh I've forgotten I could have done that (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah it's about taking stuff isn't it get you know investing it and then taking it and doing the right things with it rather than it just being you know something you've paid for that you never use again sort of thing you know what you are so right I think that's so important it's one of the things that I that's one of the reasons why I look to filter um through the process of, you know, in terms of my own business, I have a webinar, I have strategy sessions, because I am looking for those people, those clients, those women who want to implement. One of the things that I'm just, in terms of my purpose, I'm just not interested in producing more content, as it were, that somebody doesn't use. I'm really driven by, um, by seeing my clients implement what they learn and what we work on together mm. um that's re- that really gets me going it's absolutely you, exactly what you just said is the mm. implementation yeah and there are so many things that end up on a shelf we're all like it we all do it yeah um i don't want to be one of those things yeah. <laughs> i think that's another really uh, point that really resonates with me for when i for example was um thinking about my pricing and how i work with clients and i have um i have very consciously um, chosen my price points for I've got kind of a, two or three ways I can work with clients mm-hmm. three ways actually um, and I very consciously price them so that the person I'm working with absolutely takes action yeah because there is a there is a price point where people can leave it on the shelf and not and not feel guilty about it or not think you know they can kind of make the, that excuse yeah. and and I think when there is more at stake and, and how much that is you know, for each person it is different you know yeah. something that's going to really that. yeah. drive action yeah. it depends on your audience obviously yeah. and, and individuals but there is a point when I know what my point is I won't mm-hmm. announce it in terms of you know, 
how much money I have to spend before I actually take it. I really make sure I didn't think about it. But um, but yeah, it's different yeah. for everybody. But I very consciously have chosen my price points to be yes um, accessible. Yes. But more importantly, action driving. Yeah. 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 And I I think that has um, that has meant that also. You know, I get, you know, I'm just thinking about the audience that we're talking to now, about the business owners. You know, I get the case studies that I want to get because they are taking action and implementing. They're getting results. You know, it means I um, that I am recompensed for the hundreds of thousands I've put into my own development over the years and that I can now translate into something that's powerful for my clients. Yes. Um, you know, it kind of takes into account all of those things, gets the best result for the client in which case they are really happy to, to invest in themselves to get yeah. the outcome. So, yeah, I think it's a really important point, that actually. I just didn't want that to go by, that, that bit about people really investing in themselves and recognising what's an investment, what's an asset. They're an asset. Yeah. A car or a new outfit, that's not really an asset. No. You know, our, our personal growth and our ability to perform and get results, yeah. that's a real asset. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So what about... Um, we talked about learning and uh, improving. Um, I guess books probably come in for you on that one. You've talked before about watching some TV programs and so on. What sort of things do you recommend? It doesn't have to be about learning. It could be about inspiration, enjoyment, books, films, music, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I would say growing up, I had like a plethora. My mum and dad, I would say bordering on hoarders <laughs> newspapers and magazines around us which I loved and my mum kindly she gifted me the new scientist subscription my dad's a doctor which is why we were getting that but I've always loved it and I was basically pinching their copy before they'd had a chance to finish it <laughs> so um, I she bless her she, she got me that which is fabulous and 100% recommend it. it's got some really interesting fascinating things in fact something that I found interesting though I love it is that it used to be that I got all my firsts, first information, first insight, new research, really interesting stuff from new scientists. And I still get that to a degree, mm-hmm. but actually I've noticed that in on TED Talks, often that's the first time I hear about something, and then later it's being reported in the new scientists. So that's quite interesting in terms of a shift that I've seen. And But, but I would recommend both of those kind of area, ways of getting information. Um, there's also a wonderful filmmaker called Tiffany Schlein, um, you can see her films at letitripple.org forward slash films. Um, they, she does some really inspirational short films. They're normally anything between 5 and 10, 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Her latest one is called 50 um, 50, and it is about uh, creating a 50 50 world where men and women are um, equal and, and that we have um, uh, equality in terms of not just boardrooms, but also in all spheres of life and it's a really interesting film it looks at the history of the women's movement and where it is now and where it's headed to which is very topical at the moment given given some of the kind of bigger picture um political shifts that we're seeing so yeah 100% recommend in terms of inspiration and yeah and exploring different um different kind of themes but mostly my recommendation to people is observe what gives you energy observe what makes you feel drained and just leave the stuff that makes you feel drained so I very rarely now will read anything mainstream in terms of newspapers um, 
there's a wonderful alternative called Positive News that I read. The Good News Network online. Yeah. Positive News are typically it's um I get it posted out, but they to get the um most up to date articles as it were, but they do then post them later online. Um, so that's Positive News and the Good News Network. Um, they're really topical. It's not that I'm not interested in what's going on in the world right now. I just choose to digest that information in a way that does not drain me. Yes. Well, I like that. I'll definitely check those out. I tend not to... Well, I do pick stuff up online, news-wise, and a lot of it through Facebook. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the yeah. Yeah, people posting things, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't watch news as much as possible because it's just, as you say, just so draining, isn't it? Mm. So talk about draining. Oh, have you got any more books, films, music, or should we move on? <laughs> hmm. I'm happy to move on, yeah. I'd say that's... Um, <laughs> So talking about draining, what about um, if you have one of those days when things don't go right, when you're feeling drained or something awful's happened or, or whatever, how, how do you deal with that? You go to your little room, don't you? <laughs> I'm jealous, I want one of those. I put my white jacket on, I hug myself, <laughs> and I rock so no. Um, no, I, I do, I, you know what I do, I go into my little relaxed room, I kind of lick my wounds, metaphorically, I restore... I restore my heart and my sense of peace and I try and get connected back in with what's really important because most of the time when it's, uh, well, I say this, a lot of the time things that go wrong in inverted commas are really ego issues. So when it's that, when that's the case, I try and just reconnect with what's really important. But of course, there are other situations which are absolutely not ego driven. So for example, I have, um, my parents are very elderly, starting to, you know, kind of, go downhill my mum's had a stroke and my dad's got some other challenges so you know they are one of my number one um motivators in life I guess is taking care of them Mm -hmm. and you know if they're watching them my husband said to me you know how you know how do you feel about kind of watching them decline and I kind of thought well um yeah of course it's not going to be particularly it's not pleasant in one regard but I would rather it be me I I want to be there to be the one supporting them through that kind of mm-hmm. it's almost like I guess um you know holding their hand while they go through that winter of life um mm-hmm. so when 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 I have a I wouldn't say I have a bad day I mean they're the most amazing company I love being with them but if I notice maybe I'm worried about their health or something else that's going on for them I guess I just have to I, I kind of go into myself and just try and yeah same thing actually reconnect re- reconnect with my center um, I wish I could be more like my dog <laughs> Yeah. He basically just shakes it off and cracks back on. Um, I'm not as resilient as that, I don't think. But I think just taking that time to recover emotionally yeah. um, is really important. Yeah. And then you can move on much quicker, I think. Yeah. It's funny you say that right. about your dog. I uh, I follow uh, Keris and Matt over at Fitter Food uh, quite a lot. I'm, I'm in their mm-hmm. membership and so on. And they have a hashtag, which is Be More Hamish, which is what their dog's called. Oh, um, <laughs> for exactly that reason. They say, you know, when you look at some of the ways that uh, the animals um, behave and the things they do, obviously they haven't got all the trials and tribulations <laughs> that we have. But, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, they've got a lot to teach us about. Uh, it's funny while we while we were um, talking earlier, I heard all this thumping, and I couldn't work out whether my husband had come home 
or whether the rabbit in the room next door, the house rabbit, was going loopy because he has these like funny moments where he just like flies around the room and makes a complete <laughs> racket to the point where mm. little Dodgy thinks that we've got burglars and it's actually just this little, little <laughs> small miniature rabbit <laughs> that's going loopy. Yeah. Yeah, but they they don't have any cares in the world, do they, generally, if they're well looked after, that is. So, uh, lovely. So, what about on a day when you've had the chance to live more? So, that's when you've got to do the things that you really want to do and you've not done all the stuff that you just have to do or you feel you should do. So, what what have you done when you're living more? When I'm living more? So, um, I I would take it from the view of a week because I don't think a day I could get enough in <laughs> but if I was having a, a week where I got the end of the week I'm like, oh my goodness that was living it I love it um what would be spending loads of time with my husband and my parents mm-hmm. um feeling healthy feeling relaxed but having consistent energy throughout the week I would be making a contribution through my business I'd be seeing my clients you know they're making progress they're breaking through their barriers they're you know gaining success and um, recognition yeah. at a rate that I didn't think was possible before we started working together. You know, it's kind of something that's wow. Um, I love networking with other like-minded business owners like yourself, you know, who want to make a positive impact with their work in the world. You know, when I'm spending time with people, that's my biggest word, I'd say, spending time with people. When I'm when I'm able to spend quality time. Have you heard of the five languages of love? I have. It's been recommended a couple of times on the podcast. I've downloaded the book and the audio and I've still not read it phenomenal guy and um, I am absolutely my language of love is absolutely quality time everyone has different mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember the, it's five quality yeah, time there's one about um, gifts or not gifts but things isn't there and there's one yeah, about gifts, affection yeah. and stuff like that yeah I'm, I must yeah. read it I will read it <laughs> yeah it's really really good and mine's absolutely quality time so really when I think about having when I think about living more, I think about quality time with the people I love and with the people who I feel I can make a positive impact on. Mm, yeah, lovely. Yes, you've inspired me. I will go and read that or listen to it. I've got both options and it will it'll mm. connect up so I can do both. You know, that'd be quite posh, wouldn't it? You know what I'm finding? Audio is the best way for me, actually, when I want to do personal development because when I'm at my computer, which is generally where I could watch something, mm-hmm. I'm working, but I can listen to something and do the washing up. I can listen to something and be putting the clothes away or yeah. <laughs> putting one of clothes or whatever. And so that tends to be how I do my personal development is through audio, without yeah. doubt. And you know, I've listened recently to Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg yeah. and Earning It by oh, I can't remember her name, it's another good book. But I, I now I'm I just download all of my old books as audio books and I'm yeah. now getting through so much more than I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's good. I, I'd be good at that if it wasn't for all the podcasts that I listen to and I run out of time. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm having to create rules which says I can listen to podcasts in these circumstances, but when I'm like walking into town I have to listen to an audio book, otherwise I'll never get through them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think you're right, it's also times that I will I that I deliberately carve out to not do anything other than what I'm doing in that moment. You know, yeah. sometimes I will deliberately not listen to anything just because I want to make the bed or do the washing up or whatever it is, yeah. mindfully. But yeah. there are times when I'm, I feel, you know, that I don't, you know, don't need to create that space and actually I can fill my mind with something while I'm doing it. So it just depends how, how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So we've come to the end of the interview now. Thank you. It's been great. How can people find out more about you and connect with you? 
So people can go to yourcareeraccelerationplan.com. That's my website. It's also where people can sign up for free webinar. Um, and or you could search for Ali Godding on LinkedIn, um, and my profile should come up. And I'd be you know thrilled if anybody wants to get in touch after listening to this podcast. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate being on your show. Been fascinating to talk to you. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 42. The website is a place to go if you want to find out how you can improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more, and that's do more of what you want to do. I'm having some conversations with people leading into the new year, into 2018, around how I can help you specifically with your own power so that you can live more. And that may be by working with you individually or by introducing you to my Get Stuff Done program uh, or might be something entirely different. You might give me some ideas about how I can offer further services that might work better for you. So please do get in touch and come and have a little uh, call with me. Uh, if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash power chat then we can set up to have a conversation and hopefully I can share some hints tips and strategies with you during that session as well as get some thoughts from you about um, what I might be able to offer moving forwards so again the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 42 and we look forward to speaking to you next time use your power to live more